now here's your host, Gabriel Rutledge. Hello, hello. Wow. First words of the day. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Rutledge. Um, would you like help with your bags? Uh, I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas. Home of me this week. Uh, I'm at the Looney Bin. I'm in the comedy condo right now. I just, I'm kind of embarrassed. I just had Dunkin' Donuts Uber Eats. Is that a word? Uber Eats? Uh, to the condo. And, uh, I mean, it is not that far away. <laughs> it is very walkable. Uh, but the reason I did it is because there's uh, rain and thunderstorms right now. And uh, I don't even have something with a hood. And uh, I really don't feel like drying clothes on my last day uh, in Little Rock. Also, you know, I'm from the Northwest. I thought I knew what thunderstorms were. But man, these southern thunderstorms, they don't fuck around, man. It, they're loud. There's lightning. Uh, I mean, there's lightning where everywhere there's a thunderstorm. But uh, yeah, they're pretty intense here. No, I'm not messing around with lightning. I know it kills less people than the flu, but I'm not messing around with lightning. Um, so anyway, the point is I like my coffee like I like my women. Delivered. Hmm? I, thought, I thought there might be coffee in the condo kitchen. I looked very thoroughly. In fact, I found a coffee can, and I was like, okay, here we go. We got it. And... Uh, there was a weed pipe in it, an empty weed pipe. Which, you know, if that's what I was looking for, I would have been excited, but I really wanted the coffee. Every once in a while, you have to, uh, <clears throat> you, you know, if you get in late somewhere and you're in the comedy condo or you're poor, that's probably more of a factor than getting in late. You're poor that you don't want to spend money. So you get into the comedy condo and you kind of have to play a weird road comedy game of Chopped, the Food Network show, where you're like, okay, what's today's ingredients? I got a bag of rice. I got a half a packet of saltine crackers and a drawer full of Taco Bell hot sauce packets. Spicy, crunchy rice it is. I mean, you know, there's all this lore about, oh, don't, whatever. Don't use the condiments at a comedy club condo because people jerk off in the mayonnaise or whatever. And first of all, I would just like to say I was drunk and lonely at the time. No. I don't know if anyone's ever done that. I hope they haven't. But it is one of those things where like, yeah, don't use the, it's, it's the same thing as don't drop the soap when you go to prison. That kind of level of joke. Don't drop the soap. Um, don't use the comedy club mayonnaise. Like, okay. I like Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I'm such a basic bitch. I get excited. It's a national, more than national, massive chain, but they're not really where we are in the Northwest, so I get excited when I see a Dunkin' Donuts. I'm like, yes. 
They have basic bitch coffee here. It's actually not a bad name for a coffee stand. Maybe like a less attractive bikini barista stand. Where it's just, you know, <laughs> no bikinis. Just, no, 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 no. Just basic bitches here. I always feel, I don't feel bad for uh, bikini baristas because, I don't know, they don't have to have the job. But it does, I mean, you're working around like steaming milk and hot shit. And you're in a uh, G-sting or whatever. That just seems like a recipe for trouble. Dad's here, everybody. Be careful. Oh, be careful. You with the giant chest. <laughs> Holding a cappuccino. Be careful. Oh, God. Be careful. We might even, we might even hear some thunder on this podcast. Uh, I don't know. Glad my kids aren't with me for a lot of reasons, but uh, <laughs> my daughter Olive, in particular, uh, does not like thunderstorms, which makes sense. Uh, you know, my family tartan is a picture of a cat hiding under the bed. We're not a bold people in my family. <laughs> On my way out here, uh, flying at a SeaTac airport. Um, the a lady I see all the time, you know, I, I usually fly Southwest. No, they're not paying me to say that, but I legit love Southwest. It's like a, I don't know. Even if, look, they fuck up sometimes, but if you go online or if you're ever on Twitter, it's just people constantly complaining about United and American Airlines, especially famous comedians, because that's who I follow. Uh, they're like, really, American Airlines, you're going to cancel and blah, 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 blah. You don't see that much about Southwest. You really don't. I'm not saying they've never fucked up. Um, and it's not perfect. And, for example, I didn't pay attention buying my flight to get out here to Little Rock. So I flew from Seattle to Oakland to Denver, layover. Denver to Little Rock. I didn't know about the Oakland part. Um, but I didn't have a show that night, so it was like a travel day anyway. But So, yeah, Southwest has its downside. You know, when they're like, you want to go to Hawaii? Well, we're going to Orlando first, so buckle up. Uh, but I recognize a lot of the employees, but it's not like I'm friends. <laughs> same with the, uh, <clears throat> same with the uh, car people uh, where I park my car at the airport. Like, I've, you know, I've been seeing these people for years but we know nothing about each other and they don't i think they're they don't ask they never ask why i travel so much at the uh extra car that's where i park uh but anyway this lady uh at the southwest ticket thing she goes she goes hey i saw you on tiktok i was like what uh it was actually kind of the opposite of she didn't recognize me because she'd seen me on TikTok. She recognized me on TikTok because she'd seen me so many times at the airport. She was like, that's one of my A-listers. Yeah, I'm an A-lister. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to be A-list next year because I took less flights this year. 
But man, that's going to be personally devastating if I'm not A-list. They let it slide over from 2020 because they knew no one was flying to 2021. But you have to hit a certain amount of flights to be A-list. And uh, I don't have a lot going on. And I really want to maintain my A-list if I could. I have 119,000 TikTok followers. I believe as an influencer, I should always have A-list. I just said nice things about Southwest Airlines. Okay, I should be A-list for life. If they give me A-list for life, I will get a tattoo that says A-list for life on the body part of their choice. Although if it's a penis tattoo, it's just going to say A-L-I, and no one will know what it means. Oh, it's a good thing I'm going home tomorrow. i got to sober up. This Little Rock, this club in Little Rock, man, they fucking party. I mean, it's low-key. I don't mean like we go out on the town. But like when the show's over, the staff hangs out for several hours drinking. Which is really the best hang in the world. That's all you want. You don't need a bar if there's seven people hanging out drinking in a closed comedy club. Oh, I love it. The conversations that comedy club staff and comedians have compared to the conversations you would have at a more reputable business are pretty hilarious. Uh, I actually, I think this was not this, I've talked about this before, and I think it's going to be in my new book too. If you listen to this podcast if and you read the new book, you'll be like, oh, he mentioned that before. I'm sorry. I only have so much content. Um, years ago, I was at this same club, and <laughs> We started talking about pornography, as you do, and, uh, I mean, specifically kind of like, what is that going to do, what does that do to the world? Is it good for the world, especially if you're a kid who's all grown up, like your first sex images are going to be pornography, and what if you think that's (laughs) what sex is like, almost this like, you know. It's sort of like watching the Olympics and thinking that's what jogging is. Uh, Or even just the weird, angry, violent part of porn that, you know. And we were talking about that. And I said, you know, know, I I worry about that with my kids as they get older. Uh, You know, that they're, you know, I want them to know, hey, it's not like all women like to be choked. And there was like a weird silence in the room. And I said, do they? <laughs> there was like four female, I almost said female women. I don't know what that is. How do you identify? I'm a female woman. Uh, there was four female employees, or not even employees, some of them were just friends. And they all raised their hand that they indeed like to be choked. And uh, again, you're not going to probably get this at your insurance company Christmas party, but this is the kind of shit we talk about in the comedy world. I was stunned 
by this very informal choking survey I had just taken. Um, I took this information home to my uh, bride, the love of my life. And I said, all four of them raised their hand. And she was like, huh. The next time we had sex, I sort of slowly <laughs> started moving my hand up her body. I would say I got to about the collarbone. And Christy just goes, no. <laughs> oh, and then we both started laughing. Anyway, according to my research, four out of five women like to be choked. There's always that one dentist, you know. Shows have been good. They had not been well attended because um, there is a, uh, a virus sweeping the nation, specifically the South. <laughs> it's like when I say I don't want to go to Dubai, it's like, oh, they're a lot safer than Arkansas is right now. Uh, <clears throat> so... There's been people, but it's not packed, you know. Um, which is, you know, whatever. The shows are okay, but it is, you know, it'd been a year since I was here, and I was like, this year's going to be way better, and the shows will be full, and no, 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 they won't. Um, there was a, uh, oh, I think it was Thursday night, there was a very intoxicated woman who uh, <laughs> wanted to talk, talk to me about coronavirus. Um, I actually put the clip up everywhere but Facebook because I didn't want to listen to people argue about vaccines. Uh, but I, <laughs> I put it up on TikTok uh, and eh, getting close to 400,000 views in like 24 hours. So that's pretty good. I'm not vaccinated. You're not vaccinated? Well, back the fuck up. <laughs> What's that? It's important. It's important to get vaccinated? It's important to talk about. It's important to talk about? Probably not now. <laughs> <laughs> this is in your Facebook wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not vaccinated. <clears throat> Thanks for sharing, lady. Uh, by the way, that lady got so drunk that uh, after the show, she was in the comedy club parking lot, and she fell into a bush and just laid there for a few minutes while her husband talked to her. Thursday night is a half-off specialty drink night at the Looney Bin, and uh, I'm not sure that's a morally responsible marketing idea but i knew it would happen uh the tiktok comments people are just you know a bunch of scientists in there <laughs> telling their opinions and i i promised myself i was not going to respond to any negative comments in general because i've done it before and i always regret it but i couldn't help myself uh so this one, this one lady uh commented the vaxxed are more likely to spread it than the unvaxxed 
the unvaxxed likely already had COVID, and the immunity carries over to the variants. Uh, I responded, this isn't your Facebook wall either. No, he didn't. I just don't. I'm sure those words are not true. I just don't. The, the amount of confidence people talk about COVID stuff is kind of shocking. And maybe I'm guilty of that too, but it's just like, I don't. To that level of, uh, you know, I know the real thing. I saw a video from a guy who rented a lab coat. So... Oh my God, exhausted. I said I wasn't going to talk about COVID this episode and I lied. Uh, I will say I am not, I'm, I'm done bitching. I'm done venting. I'm done venting. I, you know, everyone's healthy in my family. I'm still doing comedy. Maybe not at the full power I want it to be, but you know, I'm done venting. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't think I was wrong when I was talking about how the, the media is uses scare tactics, and I do think it's a valid point that the death rate is very low. I mean, I know that number has probably gone up too, but it's very low, and that is good news, and that's something that it's not like they tell you that when you flip on CNN right away. They're never like, today's lead story, death rate, lowest ever compared to positive cases. They're, you know, they're not going to say that. But I also know, I sure, you know, I also know that there's certain areas where, you know, hospitals are overwhelmed. And uh, I also know, just anecdotally, I know way more people who've had it or had it in the last three weeks than ever. I think everyone I know who had it is vaccinated and they're all okay, which is great. Uh, and I also know uh, just because you get it and don't die doesn't mean you can't have long-term effects. I don't know if there's enough research yet on if you're vaccinated and you get it, are you less likely to have long-term COVID? I found one article on it, and it was just a scientist guessing. It was like, we don't think so. We think it's less likely, but we're not sure yet. Uh, which is fine, you know? That's what science does. And I know I think people get mad. I'm not saying the CDC's like never fucked up, but it's like people get so mad at like they said this and then they said this. I'm like, well, isn't that what science does? Doesn't it adjust to new information? They said wear a mask, then they said don't, and then they said do. Yeah. It's almost like when you're driving down the road and you're like, I had to turn left, then I had to stop, then I had to do a U-turn. You got to make adjustments. And uh, I'm going to stop paying attention so much because it's not good for me. Um, you know, I got to uh, compartmentalize my risk, risk like we all do. <clears throat> and uh, I was just talking to uh, Sam Miller, Olympia comedian, because he had it. And uh, his taste and smell are kind of hit and missed still two weeks after it, but he's okay. He said it didn't get too bad. Uh, but I was talking to him about it, and I was like, it must be nice 
that you've had it though. And he's and he was like, Yeah. Uh it's like, you know, you you feel he feels invincible. Now he's vaccinated and he just had it. He's got all the antibodies for at least a few months. He can just start licking doorknobs at this point. He's got superpowers. Uh, I did get a couple of nice messages uh, that were uh, <clears throat> sympathetic and in agreement to my COVID venting, though. So that's nice. I, we're all struggling, man. It's not. It's uh, It's an exhausting time, even if you're not sick. So, but I, I always feel like you know, uh, I have the right to bitch, I have the right to complain, but I don't, whenever I start saying things about numbers or look at this percent or I'm like, I just immediately regret it because I'm a moron. I don't know shit. And I was not raised to think my opinions were valid. So I don't like, I regret it. Um, Sometimes, not that I, I, I wasn't shooting my mouth off like, <clears throat> you know, I wasn't reading steadies on the podcast or anything, and I, I don't know. I had this conversation with uh, Casey, McCle- Casey McClain, I don't know why I can't say the name of my friend, uh, his podcast is Nobody Likes Casey McClain, I think I'm going to be a guest on his podcast the same week this one will come out. Um but I, I was, we were talking about Joe Rogan, and like I, I don't listen to Joe Rogan. Uh, every once in a while, I'm on YouTube, and one of his clips will come up, and I'll see it. And, um, you know, he just shoots his mouth off for three hours a day while he's high, and so you know, you can find a clip you'll agree or disagree with. But there was this one where he was, he had a printed out steady about some vaccine research thing. He's like reading it. It's got all this technical medical jargon in it. And I'm just like, Joe, what are you doing? I mean, have a guest on that understands how to read a a study on a medical report. But aren't Aren't you the comedian MMA guy? What? You can't defeat COVID-19 with kettlebells, Joe. What are we doing? And then what I said to Casey is, uh, the only difference between Joe Rogan and me is not that many people listen to me. (laughs) If all of the sudden millions of people were forced to listen to this podcast, I guess in the way that like the iPhone came with a U2 album no one wanted years ago, all of a sudden everyone just wakes up with a downloaded episode. I'd get some hate. People would find something to disagree with. That's what I want to respond with when people leave TikTok comments that are like uh, not funny or I'm waiting for something funny to happen. And I want to be like, if I only put up videos that I thought 100% of the world would laugh at, I would never put up a video. 
what, you know, I'm making the attempt. I think that's what the great Dave Chappelle said. Like, comedians are like, he's like, I'm like evil Knievel. I get paid for the attempt. Um, I got a nice message, a uh, nice email from someone who discovered me through my greeting card uh, years ago. I think the company was called Frank and Funny, or or not, Frank and Funny was the wing of the cards I was on, but it was Compodium or something. And uh, they had comedians submit card ideas, and I sold two. Well, I sold one was a one was a uh, a, a card, and one was something. It was a notebook, but the notebook said. Um, I feel better about napping. On the front of it, it said, I feel better about napping when I call it pursue, pursuing my dreams. I think that's what it said. Um, and then it is attributed to me. I, would, I never got a notebook. I would like a notebook that had that attributed to me on it. Uh, uh, the greeting card, they did send me some. Uh, and the, the greeting card on the front said, skinny jeans recipe and then you open the card and it said buy regular jeans and wait uh i i was always surprised that people bought it it wasn't one of their best sellers but who do you give that to what what friend do you have that you're like i'm going <laughs> to i'm going to buy them this card about how they're inevitably going to get fatter <laughs> That has to be a good friend. I saw this card about gaining weight, and I thought of you. But anyway, on the back of the card, there's like a little bio of the comedian who wrote the card, and uh, that's she discovered me from that. But she, I guess she had bought a bunch of the cards and uh, was out, and she wanted to know how to get new ones. And I did. I found, I think the company got bought out or something. I did find a link uh, where you can still buy them. But um I got $500 for that card. And then if it ever sold enough, you got a little bit of the royalty, but I never sold enough. But uh, My new release children's book for adults, uh, There's No Fucking Way You're Getting a Pony. That's, uh, that's out in the world. You can still buy that. Let's look at the charts. Let's see how I'm doing on the Amazon page. Uh, okay. Uh, right now, there's no fucking way you're getting a pony. Is number 5,122 in humorous fiction. So, overall, uh, ranked 298,579th in all books. So, <laughs> I'm no math wizard, but that sounds pretty fucking good. Um, oh, I have three ratings, too. I didn't even ask for those. If you do buy the book, you can give me an Amazon rating. Uh, I ask that it's five stars, no matter what you think of it. Uh, people are getting them. People are sending me screenshots and stuff to order them. I'm, I ordered author copies, and they're like a week away. I guess it's more, but I'm like, why, why are my author copies uh, such a longer process than uh, the customer retail aspect but anyway um b 
people seem to like it, which is good, because like I said, I kind of forgot um, if it was good or not. Uh, but people are enjoying it. Uh, I can't wait to be able to sell them at shows. Uh, I'll be charging $100,000 a book. I only need to sell one. It's interesting, you know, the amount, another conversation I was having with uh, Casey McLean, nailed his name that time. He, he was like, what percentage of people do you think who buy your book actually read it? That sounds like he's being a dick, but like, <laughs> I'm going to take Rutledge down a peg or two. You know, the people who buy your book don't even read it, right? Fuckhead. No, he didn't mean it that way. I don't think. But I think it's low. I think, uh, this is not the pony book, but the happiness isn't funny. I bet the percentage of people who read that book who buy it, especially because people buy it for other people, and you know, and then you get a book as a gift, and I get those too, and I read them about 8% of the time. Actually, that's high, lower than that. Um, and even like when I sell an album or a download card, I, I can look at the numbers of the people who cash in their download card I mean, it's less than 5%. Uh, you know, people want to support you. They give you money. And then they kind of forget about it, which is fine. Because I already have the money. But I do think the people who read, the people who have read Happiness Isn't Funny, True Stories of a Road Comic, um, those are, that is a level of, fan that is different than anything else I have. Not even fan, but just a level of commitment to following me. And, uh, you know, it's people, people who have read my book, it's just such an investment. It's such a personal thing, at least the book I did, that it's like they feel, you know, I shared, this is a little grandiose, I'm sorry, but like I shared a part of me um, with honesty and uh, earnestness and uh, vulnerability. And I just, if everyone did read my book, I'm not even saying this because it's like, oh, it's so good. I just mean, <laughs> if everyone read the book they bought from me, I would have a lot more fans. Because it's just, you know, that's, I've been coming to Little Rock a long time, and pretty much every show, there's a couple people, maybe one, but they're like, you know, when I pitch the book, they clap because they already have it. They come talk to me. They follow me on social media. They can't wait for the next one. They already ordered the pony book. It's just like, I if I <laughs> if I could get, that's, I need, uh, I need my book to, show up on everyone's Kindle like the YouTube album, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I bet of the hundreds of people who listen to this podcast, I bet 75% of you have, you read, have read my book. Um, so I don't know. I guess I just really wanted to say uh, I, I've, I'm very grateful. Um, usually you hear people say they're grateful for their fans when they have a lot of them. Um, <laughs> but in some ways, when it's a room full of people who have never heard of you, or maybe they've seen you before, 
once or they came back by accident or most of the time most of the shows i do in most places are no one has seen me before so when that's my career but after the show one or two people come up to me and say i got your book last time i was here i fucking loved it blah, you know and they say really nice things to me in some ways that means more <laughs> it me you know uh so i don't know it feels it feels uh i'm actually a little emotional about this uh i didn't see that coming but it does it feels very um nice that people even give a shit about what i do and especially when it's in a level more than just like have a chuckle and move on. And that's fine. That's what I, you know, that's nothing wrong with that either. Um, but, uh, you know, again, when people come up to me after shows who have seen me multiple times and own many of the things I've made and, uh, say very genuine, sincere things to me, fuck man. I, I try to think about this because I, if I enjoy someone's <laughs> art, um, say something. Uh, because it is, uh, you know, whatever it is, comedy, actually not even art, just even <laughs> if someone owns a business you like, it's just like, it, uh, you know, those nice words from people, uh, they do get me through some shitty times of, uh, <laughs> you know, times when no one's saying nice things. Or, uh, you know, and it might not seem like I'm taking in the compliments when you're giving them to me. I'm sorry. It's hard to do, especially if they're, you know, there's like really sweet things people say about the tough times in their life and how I've helped them get through their tough times. And it's a little too much to handle, but. Thank you uh, for saying it, everyone who does. And uh, yeah, I guess we're going to end emotional. Um, grateful? Gabriel? Ugh, who's this guy? Gross. Uh, <clears throat> what do I got coming up? Still going to Dubai in September, as far as I know. Wouldn't mind that getting canceled. Um, Oh, uh, man, I got my, hold on, hold on. Where's my calendar? Here we go. What shows do I have coming up? Uh, I have, uh, oh, God, me and, me and the other Rutledge, uh, Christy, we're going to Ocean Shores, August 17 and 18. So if you guys are down there, <laughs> stop by. Uh, I'm in Auburn, Washington, August 20th. I'm in Kaiser, Oregon, which is near Salem, August 21st. Uh, I'm in Cottage Grove, Oregon, August 22nd. I'm doing, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say. I'm doing a super secret show, August 27th in Redmond. Um, what else? 
private stuff. I got Odd Otter in Tacoma. That's a brewery. Uh, August thirtieth. Although if you're gonna if you're gonna come see me in uh, in Tacoma, uh, I'm also September eighth. I'm at the Airport Tavern. Uh, that one's a Wednesday. The other one's a Monday. If I had my choice, actually, who cares? Go to either one of them. Go to both. Enjoy the same jokes twice. Uh, September 4th, Bremerton. September 5th, Bainbridge Island. September 11th, Boise. Never forget. Uh, thank you so much to, uh, I mean, speaking of being grateful, the people who support this podcast um, with not just their ears, but their virtual wallets. Uh, if you would like to uh, give me money and experience the same product everyone else gets, um, you can do that. In the episode notes, it says support this podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. Uh, you can give me Uber Eats money to get coffee from one mile away. Uh, for everyone else who listens and doesn't support, I love you too. But for you, this podcast is free and worth it. Show's over. We're done. Bye.